advised. This week, we will be discussing the lawsuit filed in the District of Columbia by American politician Roy Moore against actor Sasha Baron Cohen. Moore's claims come after his appearance on the Showtime series Who is America, in which Cohen posed as an Israeli anti-terrorism expert. The claims in the suit include defamation, internal infliction of emotional distress, and fraud. Last year, Moore was accused of sexual misconduct by several women, which greatly affected his Senate campaign and his upset loss in the election to Doug Jones, Alabama's first Democratic senator in 25 years. Let's take a look at the case and whether or not Moore has a chance to take on Cohen. So let's talk about what's happening here. Yeah, so, I mean, it should be pointed out that uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is constantly being sued for for his antics. Um, You know, he's done a bunch of movies to point out kind of the uh, interesting behavior that people will, and things that people will say when they think they're in a safe environment. Yeah, so in Borat and Bruno... And, uh, you know, G, show, right? I think Ali G was Ali G. I think that was, show. I know, but was it, was it staged or was it, was it, wasn't that one scripted? All of his stuff is staged. It's all that scripted. one's the same. Yeah. I always thought Ali G was scripted, but, um, yeah, you know, people say ridiculous things when they think that they're in a safe environment and talking to like-minded people. And, but a lot of these people sign waivers before, before they get into it. And like Sasha Barrett Cohen has a great legal team. And so regardless of what happens later after, after the racist or horrible things you say come out afterwards, like you signed a waiver. Well, it's interesting. I mean, there are certain rights that you can waive, certain rights that you can't. There's certain general release of claims that are enforceable to a certain extent without, you know, reading the the agreement um, and understanding exactly, you know, what happened and also which state law we're looking at. Um, you know, ultimately making a, you sign something, it's enforceable, it's not enforceable. Law is never that clear cut, um, but that being said, one Roy Moore is an attorney, um, and he's a sophisticated um, professional. So um, I don't know if he read what he signed, but you know I would hope so, and I would hope that he read it with his lawyer hat on, or you know um, had a you know someone in politics in particular should have a team of lawyers that looks at things. Well, think about contracts when when you go on an app. Mm-hmm. That's a contract that you're getting into, and, yep. and nobody reads that stuff. When you sign I into do. an app, <laughs> every single app, not, no, not every single one, but not every single one, but particularly, it depends on the context of what I'm I'm doing. Um, you know, like a term of service or something. You know, and what my Facebook terms are. of service stuff like that. I mean, what comes down to it also, which has to do with the enforceability of um, click wrap and browse wrap, is also not always certain so in electronic context you have what we call click wrap which um requires you to you know it's electronic contract where you have to do an affirmative action to accept it um you know click a i agree or something like that browse wrap is like terms of service at a link on the bottom page there are all kinds of parameters that have been adjudicated by different courts in terms of even in those cases what makes them enforceable what makes them not enforceable did you have the opportunity to print them where certain um, important clauses put in bold and in upper capital letters were they buried in the middle of the contract were they you know on page 15 did you have to scroll you know to get to the bottom so um, and the rules are not uniform in every situation and sometimes in a court of equity it gets into well and who is the specific person um, and what is their level of sophistication I mean so to say um, 
We should assume that Roy Moore had a high level of sophistication. Yeah, I mean, I, I would not assume that. <laughs> <laughs> well, as in just from the from the sheer sake that he is an attorney and yeah. is a judge, like I think I would. That being said, though, I'm, he, I'm sure he's highly qualified. Yeah. but I would not assume that he <laughs> yeah. had a team of sophisticated lawyers reading these contracts. That being, that he read these contracts. And that being said, I mean, when you are a public figure like that and you are constantly being interviewed and probably constantly sending waivers, I mean, I imagine that mm-hmm. you just kind of look at them and you're like, oh yeah, this is standard because there's a level of trust. Because he didn't assume that that's what was good, who's being well, duped. And there's also a concept that comes into play where, you know, is this, I mean, are we in a consumer context? Are we in a business context? And, um, you know, is this a, a major, like Facebook or something, you know, that, or maybe not Facebook, but something that you need to access and it's a take it or leave it situation. You don't have the ability to negotiate these terms. That's where. Well, you do have, you cannot use it. You cannot use right. it. But in certain circumstances, you know, um, the function or necessity of the um, good or service, you know, comes into play. Like my electricity contract. Like you know, I have two options for electricity, and I. I could also it. choose not to have electricity. Sure, right. but I think <laughs> in this case, in particular, um, I think it. You know, assuming that it was drafted properly as a broad general release mm. of claims, um, and you know, judging by knowing what you know how risky this is and what he's doing you know that you would like we said at the beginning think that Sasha Baron clearly had a team of lawyers drafting this I would be interested to know how large this contract is is it hundreds of pages is it it's definitely not three pages it's true that's a good point hundreds of pages but it's but the more there is specific laws about if you're going to have a general release Mm -hmm. of claims um, and in particular, under certain laws, like California has it. If you want this to be enforceable in California, you know, you must have this exact phrasing, and it must be repeated, and it's written like, you know, to an it. Please be advised. You are waiving serious right. rights. This is an actual waiver. But can you, if you bury s- that waiver? And it has to be in bold. Documents. It has to be in all I'm, I'm caps. Sure, but, it has to be. But can you bury it within pages and pages and pages of documents? There, Even if you have to show it over and over, can you bury it somewhere? If you have. 1,000 page contract. I, it, it could go towards enforceability. There are certainly, and particularly if Roy Moore has great attorneys, um, you know, that's what attorneys do. There are always arguments that can be made. And so, more to the point, if you're in Sasha Baron's position and you have attorneys, they, my hope and guess would be they knew they know about enforceability and they know and they're not going to try and do things that they're going to do everything to make the contract as enforceable as possible so i would assume that it was not buried you know and i would assume that it was upfront and clear and a lot of these you know please be advised at the very top you must read this carefully consult right, an attorney right. blah 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 so assuming they followed all of those things it's probably enforceable what we know with our question is that he definitely signed it so, yeah, he definitely signed it. He do admitted, we know if he got paid to appear? He admitted, um, I don't think so. He was supposed to win an award. So that's that's the my question, though, is what do you think that the argument would be that he signed this under understanding that this was going to be a completely different appearance that he was going to be on? Like, he thought he was receiving an award, a legitimate award from for his commitment to, like, Israeli peace, and then it ended up being something completely different. And it, so what do you think... Well, I mean, so you have to look at the contract. You know, that's a consideration issue. Contracts are only enforceable with valid consideration. Um, consideration is very easy, you know, and most contracts start at the beginning. If you've ever seen a legal contract and you see that language for good and valuable consideration, which the parties acknowledge is sufficient, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, 
you know, is a very hard argument to make there wasn't consideration. And I would argue there's consideration here in any regards. He clearly did this for publicity. He clearly did this, um, you know, for his own political gains. And I think just because it didn't turn out the way that he wanted, that's not a valid argument. The fact that, um, you know, if he wants to make, and hopefully the contract had a good, you know, um, another standard legal boilerplate thing that you see in contracts is, you know, merger clauses and no outside representations and warranties. So the deal that we made is what's in this piece of paper. So he can't say, well, but I thought it was something different and what you told me, you know, orally on the side. Like there's language in, that all attor- good attorneys put in contracts that's like, whatever you think may have happened, this is the deal <laughs> this is it. on this piece of paper. If you sign it, this is what happens. Um, well, what we do know is that Sacha Baron Cohen has been sued many, many times. And... and- he has, has he won, won every single one. Well, he except he, for except one. For one. The, person, the person did not sign a contract. Yeah, he didn't. The person didn't sign a waiver, and therefore they they so, settled. I mean, you have to assume that the contracts and his attorneys did their job appropriately, right. and so therefore it's clearly a stupid suit, and it's going to lose. So um, the lesson there is hire good attorneys, right? Yeah, I mean, I. This is a hundred percent a case of, and and people, I think, something that they overlook all the time. They think they know what their deal is, right. and they don't. Your deal is what's on the piece of paper, and if you don't understand what you're signing, or you want to make sure you have the rights to do something on the other way, you a hundred percent need to talk to an attorney because you don't, you know, and and how things are phrased and where they're how where it's written, and all of that is going to affect a forcibility sure. and your ability to bring in parole evidence or you know well this is what we talked about right this so there's is, the argument this is what we talked about but it's not in the contract does that fly um there are so there are parole evidence mm-hmm. rules which are rules about your ability to bring in things outside the four corners of the paper but assuming that um something is drafted appropriately you can draft around that and say no it's stuck to the four corners of this agreement um you know and there are different contexts um consumer commercial um, you know, where sometimes you can have course of dealing can you know, with patterns of activity that um, show a, a detrimental reliance on a separate course of conduct outside that. But generally speaking, um, you, it's really going to be what's in the piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, Roy Moore is claiming that he was tricked, correct? Yeah. I mean, he and he was claiming and he still claims so I don't know if you've seen what happened. He so they're in an interview, uh, Roy Moore and Tosh Bar Cohen. He's posing as um, like a Israeli military person. So he's going through like all new military technology. So one of them is like a pedophile detector. So he like brings it up to Roy. He's like, look, and it starts beeping when he yeah, brings he it up to Roy says, Moore. Oh, if, but if I put this on you, it's not going to work. Roy Moore though, blah, blah, blah. Roy Moore doesn't really do too much crazy stuff. I mean, he I think he catches on pretty fast and like gets up and that's kind of the end of it. Like it's not it's not like he does like the Georgia litigator or legislator that has to um, leave his office because he said a bunch of racial slurs on the show. Mm-hmm. Like Roy Moore doesn't do anything that insane. Yeah, in this context, he didn't say anything bad. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't do, do a lot. Anything bad. He just got offended and, and said, "Well, I'm and then this guy. I mean, so we have to taking the contract enforceability waiver uh, release aside. Um, you have even without that, I still think he would lose because uh, defamation is a hard thing to prove, and the the one of the key parts of a defamation case is proving um, that something is 100% you know, not true and somebody said that it's true. That, yeah. So he's opening himself up to 
arguments of are you a pedophile and proving that you are not a pedophile without you know a, a shadow of the doubt you know is well i just read something that he's technically not a pedophile that's a medical oh term yeah that was that's the argument towards uh, him a, a technical term for somebody who has a sickness yeah. um he's more of a uh abuser <laughs> yeah but even i mean how do you prove that you're not a pedophile well, that's, like so you know it doesn't necessarily even if you've never done anything inappropriate with the child yeah proving that you don't have a mental um well we can prove that with medical testing yes i guess that's the idea you know i don't know psychological <laughs> i mean in reality if he's saying proving he's not a pedophile and he's not yeah. i mean so do you think that, that do you think this case is ultimately a bad thing for for more because it's gonna, it'll probably bring up a lot. Well, so I mean, I think it's incredibly stupid. Well, I'll there's say there's statute of limitations though on a lot of the on a lot of the cases. So would they even be able to bring them back up into court? Even which if cases are you all about? the sexual misconduct cases? Isn't there a, st- a statute of limitations on? A lot of them happened like 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have to look at each one and where yeah, it happened and what. That's but true. If, if we're talking that long ago, probably, but. Um, I mean... Well, let's not forget, this is a man who rode in on a horse. Yeah. Anything is possible. It's clearly <laughs> just a political... I mean, I don't think he's even bringing this case right. on with the concept of following through on it or of and winning or of anything. He's just angry. He. Well, I think it's just a political Hail Mary right. to sort of try and save his political career oh, and say... Isn't that, isn't that true? I mean, I would, You know, who knows? Maybe his wife is like, you can't... You know, I don't want... This is your reputation, and no. I don't... She's a plaintiff in the case. His wife? His wife, yeah. Emotional distress. Emotional yeah. distress. Yeah. I don't think it's his wife. <laughs> it, it's him. His ego is bruised. He got duped. He's like, oh, damn. They got me. I'm so angry right now. I think I'm going to have to sue this guy. And and then that's, you know, that's the... suing everybody, though. I mean, it just, look, we're talking about him, and I had no idea who he exactly. was before this show, so he's just continuing, Come you know... Come on, he's the horseman. I know, he's the horseman. Before this show. <laughs> I actually, I did see the episode. This was, this, that being said, this but, was almost a year ago when all of this occurred. I mean, right. he's been kind of out of the... Like, let's put it that's this That's what way. I'm saying, like, he's like, t- yeah. no press is bad press, right. like, you're still talking about me. And I'm coming out and making a very, by putting my money where my mouth is yeah, or whatever the thing is I'm, I'm willing to expend legal fees um to clear my name to clear my to name yeah i would only do this right. you know if i you know if i truly believe this yeah so. and that kind of stuff and so you know to my those people who believe in me they're gonna you know they're gonna put some stock in that and they're they're gonna say you know you can't well, help the horrible liberal media, but you tried to stand up for yourself, and we're right, proud of you. Right. You know. So we don't. So you don't think that he that this case has any chance, but you also don't think that this case was intended to have any chance. Correct. I mean, I think that his lawyers have to know that the likelihood of winning is zero. I mean, I, whether yeah, I you know if they thought that sometimes you know people soon just maybe Sasha Baron Cohen doesn't. You know, a lot of times you sue people, and then ultimately you've made your statement. Settlement terms can be nego- can be confidential, and they're like, "Look, we'll settle for ten dollars." And then you know, oh, and then it just looks and like then it we just settled. looks like you know we came out and we objected, and right. now it's done and whatever. Well, let's that. let's acknowledge the genius of Sasha Baron Cohen. Besides his content and his show, his team, his attorney team, 
is ironclad. They d- and they, they definitely they definitely do all this and they and with the attention that like we're gonna get sued. Like they definitely Absolutely. plan for getting sued constantly. Because why would how would you not? That's get what sued I mean. You know, they probably drafted these that you know with enforceability and they have the benefit of we've seen like you said before we've seen this play out. We know you know what's gonna happen. Defamation is interesting too because you can sue. Um, in in the jurisdiction where the harm happened, yeah. So, um, which is somewhat of a complicated analysis, but it it brings you open to multiple jurisdictions, even though you might contract in a particular state and you might try and specify mm-hmm. a particular law. Um, you're also going to have issues where, like California says, for certain sort of if you try if you sue in California and you try to enforce in California, we're going to look at it. Um, from a California pers- legal perspective, you know, regardless of where this this occurred. So, um, I mean, then you have jurisdiction issues about whether you can get to California. But, um, you know, it's he's he's going into an area where he's knows what he's doing is tr- almost intentionally trying to hurt people's reputation. So you know that harm is going to be caused, and you know when harm is going to be caused, people are going to look for um, redress. So. Yeah. So let's let's pretend uh, that Sasha Baron Cohen came to you, yeah. and he was <laughs> under disguise, and he came with the backing of Showtime. I have this new show, and this dude, and he's like, "All right, we know you're an expert in this field. We want you to come on the show. Blah blah blah. blah. This is what the show's about. Here's a contract. You get the contract. You sign it. You show up. You get duped, or at the time you probably don't know you're being duped, but when it shows." Well, that's also what I do not understand. At this point in time, this is not Sasha Baron Cohen's first rodeo or second or third. But he also looks like a character. Like, yeah, but, whenever but you see him. You yeah, see, but if you, you, you have to know that he's involved in it in no, some way. No, because in reality, they probably get Would a lot get of interview requests. They probably do a lot of shows. They probably... I'm just People. impressed that he's still able to fool anybody. Well, it's, like it's the genius of Sasha yeah. Baron Cohen. And the makeup genius. is pretty good, but I still know it's Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, I know. I well, so the interesting thing that I'm thinking now is this is one of his. You know, he's gone through a lot of these cases, and they've been, um, you know, just normal people that they like one. Two of the people they, that sued in 2006 were these two college students that picked him up while he was hitchhiking. Oh yeah, did you see the movie? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they and they said a bunch of racial slurs and they sued. And they tried. looked absolutely horrible. <laughs> they were absolutely horrible. yeah. And then they sued <laughs> to but try. They were forced to say that. Stuff. They sued. They sued to try and get it out of the film and get compensation. Right. And they all uh, that one got thrown out. Yeah, obviously. What's interesting though is that this Roy Moore is a, is a public figure and he's got a lot of resources and and money. So it'll be interesting to see if um, that changes the dynamics because these, you know, these the other people that were suing were just normal people that just happened to be in his movie. I mean, that one didn't settle; they lost, right? Yeah, it got dismissed. The so, only one that got settled was was yeah, a Palestinian so grocer who did sign the waiver. That makes me think that it's not. I mean, the fact that it got dismissed. I mean, that has nothing to do, you know, with I didn't have enough money to pursue this. It had to do with. It's not a good you have case. No okay. Contracts are class. Yeah. From my understanding. There we go. So they're drafted that good. Yeah. It's again. Get yourself a good attorney. Get yourself but draft draft I mean, some there's good a lot of things to consider too. I think that particularly in this age of media and um, having very easy access to being a distributor, mm-hmm. but everyone can have their own podcast. Everyone can have their own, <laughs> you know, website media. People are very quick to want to make things and put them out, and they don't stop to think. Do I have the rights mm-hmm. and all of the rights that I need to 
to you know um, exploit the content that I'm exploiting both from a you know creator perspective and from a who's in it and and what's going on and then you know what are the potential risks here and how can I best protect myself oh yeah in today's day and age I I anticipate being filmed at any time (laughs) that I could show up anywhere on anybody's lawsuit anybody's show anything anybody's podcast yeah any moment we live in it is you're you know you're but i mean as the as the content creator um you know i think that there's this certainly people are looking to create content and monetize it and it's a great business avenue but there are a lot of risks and pitfalls Mm -hmm. and um you know i so you need to make sure that you have contracts with everyone who created anything that's going in your content anyone that's featured in your content you know um and and try to put in place all the things that you can to protect yourself from liability if you're going to commercially exploit content what's that about trust no i know well you used to have these only these um limited sort of content creators and distribution avenues and they were big corporate you know monstrosities where in this case even one is is hbo um showtime showtime or that you know, had their legal teams and they cleared everything and they did. And then now you have all of these little, whether it be, you know, I'm going on the streets and with my little camera and I'm, I'm making oh, social yeah. media content. I or, shoot a film, you sign a release. Yeah. If, if <laughs> you're true. going to commercially exploit content via your social media channel, via your own website, you know, in any way, you have the same risks and you're held to the same standards as these big guys. So, you know, it, certainly behooves you to talk to, to an attorney um you know and and it shows me that even when you you know are sasha baron cohen people are still going to sue you so you better make sure that your you know paperwork is and contracts are are in place and you have well let me talk about facebook real fast mm-hmm. where you have terms and conditions is that similar to this type of deal where it if I don't agree to the term, when I agree to the terms and conditions, I'm bound by that contract. Is that similar to the same thing? It's a little different. It's a little bit different. The enforceability of, I think, as we talked about at the beginning, um, and I think a lot of Facebook. I don't know. It's been a long time since I signed up for the site, but I I, I approve anything and everything that comes <laughs> my way. Like, and I will be lying if I say I read all that stuff. I only read my leases. That's um, all I read. That's different. A mortgage contract or <laughs> yeah, a kidding. lease contract. But electronic contracts are just as enforceable or can be just as right. enforceable. But um, there are all kinds of um, you know levels of enforceability of particular provisions depending on how they're presented to you. And Facebook um, has gotten better and more um, as they've grown in your face about it enhancing the enforceability of their contracts um, by consistently, hey, you have to look at this thing and right. we changed our terms and we're telling you about it and please read it and click that Which you agree it and da 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 there, There's probably like 0.01% yeah. of the population that reads that I'll stuff. Read it. Yeah, I mean, and, and some of it, you know, they're increasing the enforceability, so some of it, you know, certainly is. Again, like I said, click wrap is always more enforceable than browse wrap. Um, because from a corporate perspective, they have to say, well, how are these, you know, when these people have millions of customers, I mean, realistically, you have to give them a way to do business. How are they going to do business? They can't contract with you any other way than electronically. Like, you know, they can't sit down with each one of you and say, 
you know, let's discuss terms here. Um, that being said, some, you know, when you have particularly, um, I mean, arbitration clauses and right. um, things like that that can be particularly onerous and, and hurt people's rights, there are um, enforceability. Yeah. contracts. Things like that, um, you know, enforceability is always going to be a little bit more of a legal argument there. Um, but, you know, to say something is 100% enforceable or it's right. not, you know, that's what lawyers are for. Well, I know, I know a lot of people... I'm not speaking for myself, but a lot of people, they'll go lease a car or something. They won't read those contracts. Yeah. They'll be presented with tons of papers, tons of papers. They sign everything. Because at the end of the day, like, you're, and some of that is trust. I want to lease an Audi. Right. What am I going to do? I'm not going to sign this. Then I don't get the car. Like, you yeah, know, it's, it's a take it or leave it kind of thing. People don't know like the <laughs> extent to which they can. In employment context, too. I mean, I think a lot of people. A lot of people just sign away, right? Just sign away because. They I want this job. The job. They want the job and they don't, you know, it's risky to try and negotiate. Right. Someone can say, and as an attorney, you know, it depends on your leverage in every situation. And right. it depends on the way you approach it. Um, and particularly when you're going into um, a situation where you're going to be working with someone, do you want to get off on a bad foot? Do you want to, you know, look a certain way? But, you know, um, you don't know until you ask. Sometimes you ask, you get things. Right. So there are strategic ways, you know, to approach that. I and think the higher level you get, the easier it is to to barter with those Oh, contracts. of course. Right. I mean, the more leverage you have, the more you're wanted and you don't need this, the more you can say, you know, I mean, that's bargaining power is something that courts look at in terms of enforceability as right. well. You know, uh, did I have an opportunity to object to things I didn't want to agree to or did I not have that opportunity? I think sometimes use, using attorneys um, and kind of is, is a way to help people when they're a little bit unsure and then be like they can kind of play stupid a little bit slash take the keep the business relationship friendly right. and be like I love you and I really want to work here and I feel so honored I don't know I just turned it over to my attorney I think he has or she has some comments you know well, can they talk to your attorney if you're yeah. just starting out in business I would say don't do it this is just my opinion um, if you're offered a position let's say it's your first job maybe not do it if you're 10 year 15 year veteran maybe then you can I mean, set that up because certainly you have no leverage you know you need right. to get your foot in the door but um one thing that you have to i think you know everyone has to be particularly mindful of are um, non-competes and non-solicitation right. um those kind of provisions i mean most employment in the in the u.s outside of top executive positions in some industries is employment at will. So those are probably not very negotiable. Yeah, I mean because it's, you know, and it's it's moot, you know, you can be fired for any reason, right. you don't need cause, which I find surprising a lot of people are don't know that and they're surprised by that. They're <laughs> like, I can't you can't just fire me. I didn't do anything wrong. But it doesn't matter. Well, like Let's leave that for another. It, let's, let's leave that for another podcast. That's different. As well. Yeah. But um Generally, you know, the the moral of the the story is, I think, for content creators, um, you need to have ironclad contracts, mm -hmm. making sure you have all of the rights and all of the, hopefully, liability limitations and protections. Before you sign a contract, possibly have an attorney look at yeah, it. Yeah, uh, you know, especially something where you're going to be on TV or in a content 
type of situation. And before you accept award for your your good for Israel, <laughs> you should probably think about it before and, and you accept before, it before and be like, mm, do I horse. deserve this? Why is someone calling me up? Yeah. yeah before and, you ride it on a horse. Yeah. Before you ride it on a horse. Yeah. <laughs> should probably be like, is this a good idea? Yeah. And don't sue for defamation for pointing out things that are actually true. Because it could bite Ooh. you later. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's. Right. Yeah. All right, Roy Moore. You're losing.